I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Probably since your computer updated and should be good to go, this time around it'll be mine that'll do all the fucked up things. <laughs> it's always one of us. Yeah, uh, that just seems to be the way it works. Um, Alright, so this is the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm St. Justin. Oh, I see what you oh, did. I see what you see did. what I did there? I do see what you did there because today we are discussing Season 3, Episode 11, titled Revelations. It's directed by David Nutter, written by Kim Newton, who are series uh, regulars at this point in terms of making uh, episodes. Uh, it originally aired December 15th, 1995, and this is one of the episodes that puts uh, the main characters in the opposite roles, in which in this one, Mulder is the skeptic and Scully is the believer, which wow. is always interesting and weird and we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah because it's it's uh, it always seems like when they do these reversals mm -hmm. it's it, uh, for obvious reasons it's always seen to revolve around religion uh yep because that's of, exactly it yeah because of scully uh being christian and Mulder still believing in aliens and that's about it and stuff uh it, mm. it, it I don't know. Like, I'm going to be right, right off the bat. Very forgettable episode. Like, I felt like mm -hmm. it felt like such a repeat from the an early, one of the earlier religious episodes with, um, was it the kid, uh, in the, the, the kid, the, the, the guy in the tent from like season one. Yep. That yep. Built, I, the, yeah. Yeah. The healer, the faith healer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The faith healer. It was very, kind of felt repetitious of that. <laughs> A little bit, and uh, some just for behind-the-scenes info, uh, this is actually David Nutter's final episode of The X-Files. He decided he wanted to go off and do other things. Uh, Kenneth Welsh, who is the bad guy in this episode, the actor who plays the bad guy in this episode, he had previously also been a bad guy in Twin Peaks, which also had David Duchovny in it. So this was, they uh, kind of reunited for this episode. Yeah, you weren't kidding about this episode because there's, th yeah, between Kenneth Welsh, Arlie Ernie, Ermie, and uh, Michael Berryman, I was like, damn, they just mm -hmm. pulled out the stops. Yep, there are definitely uh, three notable cameo, or, well, Arlie Ermie is more of a cameo. The other two have uh, starring roles yeah. in the episode. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> David Duchovny actually thought that this episode was a refreshing, uh, refreshing change of pace, getting to play the skeptic. He kind of liked that from time to time. And so Chris Carter 
had something interesting to say. He said that the theme of the episode was more on personal belief rather than organized religion. He said the episode deals with faith, not religion with a capital R or Catholicism with a capital C. So, okay. uh, yeah, that's weird. <clears throat> and let's see, there was one other thing. Uh, the producers felt it was difficult to sell the concept of religious magic and they had to do a bunch of uh, editing tweaks to the script and stuff like that. And so, yeah. And also, uh, this is actually not, while it's not the first episode that explores uh, Scully's faith, it is the first one that... Uh, really dug into it a lot because even at the end of the episode, as we'll talk about, she goes to confession to talk to a priest. And this is where they really go ahead and go, yep, we're going to play with Scully's Catholic beliefs for the rest of the series. Oh, perfect. It's not, <laughs> they do it on and off, but they don't, they, they play with it for the rest of the series, but not in like a way that it's, really right up heavy handed all the time like, like this it just yeah. it comes up from time to time and like i said we'll talk about it as the episode goes on but they they play with it from time to time as a way to <clears throat> kind of emphasize something that we've talked about all along where it's a little ridiculous that scully believes in her religion and all the things that come along with that but doesn't believe in anything that Mulder has to say yeah. And they touch on that in this episode um, in a kind of a heavy handed way. But Oh, you mean like basically just serve it on a platter and be like, yep, yeah, no, this oh, is what the message is. Yeah, there's a, there's a quote in here we can talk about later on when uh, Scully and Mulder are having an argument over uh, Scully's religious beliefs. Uh, so <laughs> the episode uh, kicks off with Reverend Patrick Finley, who is played by Arlie Ermey. In a role that is just not Arlie Ermey at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, considering like he's been on full, he was the main, the drill sergeant, Full Metal Jacket, mm -hmm. and the um, and then the corrupted family cop in the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, not just that. In this, he even has hair like he's not normally bald bald but you're used to seeing arlie ermy rocking like that military buzz cut with like yeah. a flat top almost and in this he's got like his nice combed over hair and everything and you're like wait what yeah it actually kind of took me a minute because i heard his voice first and i was like oh that's i know who that is and i saw him like wait wait yeah <laughs> Um, so he's a preacher in Pennsylvania and he's standing up in front of his congregation and talking about salvation and all this stuff. And he fakes stigmatic injuries, uh, stigmata, of course, being people in the real world, quote unquote, who get injuries that mimic the injuries of being crucified. And it's some sort of religious message, but. Also, it is a terrible movie from the 90s. Never saw it on purpose. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a it's like a horror. I think if I remember correctly, it's a horror film mm -hmm. and it's bad. It rings a bell. Like when you say that, it rings a bell. I just never saw it. Um, I saw it once and I fell asleep through it. <laughs> yeah. So Reverend Finley, he finishes his sermon. He goes backstage 
starts taking his makeup off and a uh, man appears, Simon Gates, who we already talked about, uh, Kenneth Welsh. And Kenneth Welch is essentially like a demon or the devil or something because he strangles the priest and smoke comes out of his hands and stuff like that. So he's some sort of demon or devil or something like that. It's cool power, by the way, unless you have to scratch yourself. Uh, yeah. And then you're kind of screwed. But I also don't... I, here's the thing. This happens a couple times in this episode where he does this. Why, if he can, like, do all this burning stuff, is he bothering to strangle them? Yeah. Like, he really does have, like, all this power, and yet he chooses a more brutal death. I mean... I don't know if burning to death or being suffocated is a more horrible or uh, 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 strangled is a more horrible way to die. I would. Well, <laughs> I would like I think there's a reason behind it later on with Berman. OK, uh, maybe we can talk about that. I, like it's very vague with like coming from mm. what Scully said. But in case like this, because it comes up a couple of times, like he just basically kills a faker. Mm-hmm. By just and that's it. Yeah, he basically just kills him because he's faking these these religious things, and Mulder and Scully show up because uh, apparently Mulder has been investigating a series of murders like this, unbeknownst to Scully, and he says the minister is the eleventh fake stigmatic who has been killed over the past three years in a series of international murders. So this is like worldwide. And I love when he's like, Oh, a lot of blood. And he like licks it. And Scully's like, what are you yeah. doing? And he's like, Oh, it's sweet. And he opens the, he opens the priest's shirt and there's this whole rig with like a, a like a bag on his chest that he could cross his arms and squeeze it. And tubes yeah. would run up to his hands and stuff. Yeah. Like. <laughs> So they're investigating that. And meanwhile, in Ohio, there's this uh, little boy. He's in school. And actually, this boy. <laughs> this fucking scene. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this boy uh, is also played by. He may recognize him from some other things. His The uh, actor's name is Sam Bottoms. <laughs> Funny name. And he was in. Um, Let's see. He was in the the last picture show. He was in. Let's see. There was a couple other shows. He was in, he was in uh, an episode of Murder She Wrote. He was. Oh, uh, you know me and Murder She Wrote. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. To, I recognized him from something really specific, and now I'm like looking over. Oh, he was in the movie Sea Biscuit. Boy, I feel like I never saw Sea Biscuit. Neither did I. Boy, I feel like I recognize... Maybe he just looked like a typical 90s... Maybe he was just such a typical-looking 90s white boy that... Huh. Because now I'm looking... Nope, I guess I don't really recognize him from anything but this episode. Weird. Okay. Well, now I have to... Now I'm looking up because I wonder if there's anything... Like I'd recognize him from. I mean, I could read you his... He's, he does, his uh... Oh, Apocalypse Now. Okay. Ah, Apocalypse Now. I don't. Re I've seen that movie once, and maybe not all the way through. So, uh, other than that, that is pr from the wow. He's been in a lot of uh, 
like straight to DVD. Yeah, he's been in a lot uh, of weird stuff. stuff. Fortunately, unfor- <laughs> unfortunately, he's dead. He died at 53 of a, a brain yeah. tumor. So, okay, moving on. He's in his class and he uh, starts bleeding out of his hands. First of all, blood does not work that way. Like it's gravity, he like has chalk in his hand between the number seven, and the blood is like working its way, like from his fingers onto the chalk in like a horizontal. It's going like fashion. against gravity, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and that's when it bleeds out. I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. And so he has to go to the nurse and everything, um, and Mulder and Scully show up because. Of course. <laughs> and basically they find out, they meet this social worker who is like, hey, uh, this kid, he's like had injuries before and like his father abused him because his he was like crazy and said Kevin was in danger from evil forces and now his father is in an institution and I didn't quite get something here maybe you can explain Kevin kept talking about do I have to go back to the uh shelter or the center yeah. or something his mom is a is alive like does she unless like if I remember correctly, like she gets, yeah, she should have custody of him overall. Because the dad, so, obviously the dad, yeah. you know, he was abused and the dad had to be, or they thought he was abused. We'll get, cause obviously it turns yeah. out Kevin's father is right. And the injuries were not, but anyway, the point is Kevin's dad is in a mental institution. So why does he have to go live in a center? Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Cause I thought, because I was like, Oh, these aren't his real parents, so that's why he's going to the shelter. They're like whoever the family took him in. But it's like, but I'm pretty sure it's their, it's his biological parents. Even as a bit, ba- because they're like even as a baby, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I <laughs> that's don't know how this works. Maybe I missed something. I had a hard time paying attention in this episode. I'm not gonna lie. So maybe I missed something. Maybe they, but I, unless think- there was like one of those things where like he went to a shelter while they were doing psychological tests on the mom. Oh, maybe like, that could be possible because it's like, well, the dad, what about the mom? Kind Cause of obviously so, at the end, yeah. just skipping ahead, everybody's listening has seen the episode. He has to go back to the center, but only cause his mom dies. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and his dad stays in the mental institution because obviously Mulder and Scully don't have ev- any evidence that he wasn't crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was definitely a thing they did not they did not talk about because my assumption would have been like, oh, psychological check on the mom. So the kid went to a home mm-hmm. uh, or a halfway house or something for the time well, being he, while they he checked it out. He does mention because Mulder and Scully start to question him and he said, you know, they start asking him about his his injuries and he says you just he says to Scully something about you just want me to say my mom did this to me. And she says, so actually your point might make the most sense. Like maybe they, maybe she did have to undergo some sort of evaluation. It's the only thing, it's the only thing that would make sense in my mind in order for that to to work. Because I just remembered that and Scully's like, no, I, I, I don't want you to say that at all. I want you to just tell me the truth. 
And then in the third, and then the the third is that just blows up. Wait, what? The whatever I... the, the um, freaking uh, thermometer like just blows, oh yeah. just <laughs> shoots like a spitball. Yeah, the, the thermometer blows up. And then this is where everything really starts because it actually doesn't start that bad. But this is the part where I think it really goes off the rails because they go to visit uh, Kevin's dad. And he's like, oh, my son is chosen. And the the evil force, there's only so many, like, there's, like, so many souls that they have to take. And my, my son is one of the souls in this battle between good and evil. And if they kill him, then evil is going to win and good is not going to make it. And that's the way God planned it and something. I don't uh, And then he says the stupid line, which I'm going to come to back to this later. Or he looks at Scully and it's just like all comes back full circle, full oh. circle. Oh, that's you're right. That's bad. Yeah. We'll get back to that, but that is bad. Yeah. Um, and this is where he mentions something to Scully about you know all about it. You know when he's talking about the good and evil, and she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, you wear that, and you must wear that unless you." Or no, is that Owen later that said? No, that's Owen later that says. No, that no, you're right. Is it Owen? No, I I'm think pretty it, sure it was because. Is it the second time? Well, yeah. no, because no, the dad the says you because... know all about it because you wear that. Then Owen later gives her the whole sermon about, oh, you're you're not really a Christian. You're like mass on Christmas and no fish on Fridays. But he, that's Owen later. And actually, speaking of Owen, Kevin, for some reason, is hanging out with his friends at school in the dark. No, they're at the house. They're at the halfway house, which to me tells that was me they the didn't have a budget to get an actual. What the? F- I <laughs> it looked, I've yeah, seen it this episode exactly more like than this once. I've what? I this is this is how much of an impression this episode made. I've seen this series more times than I can. And I've seen this episode so many times. I still, I thought this was at the school. God damn. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I'm pretty sure they just reused the same room because it, it looks exactly like the it school looked room. Ex- yes, it looked like a everything school else put beds in. <laughs> Oh my God, you just blew my fucking mind i didn't even realize that was supposed to be the halfway house i thought it was the, or the whatever the fuck it is i thought it was the yeah school. <laughs> i didn't even notice the how beds. do i reach these kids <laughs> oh my god so he's talking to them he's telling them some story about good and evil and just a, uh, just a ghost story about uh, like an evil ghost person story. About an evil guy, and Owen Jarvis shows up, played by Michael Berryman, and great Michael guy. Berryman, great guy, obviously. What's that? He's a great guy. I mean, the, like his. The That's right. You met him, didn't you? Years. I didn't meet him. Uh, I almost did. Oh, okay. Um, but I just love. He's like such a the, like his. Like you his, can't forget uh, him. He, he really. He's. You really can't. Hills have eyes. Well, he has a he, uh, he has a condition called uh, hypohydrotic ectodermal dysplasia, 
which means he doesn't have sweat glands, hair, or fingernails. Yeah. And yeah, he's mean, been but... in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Hills Have Eyes. He's been in uh, a lot of, he's been in Star Trek. He's obviously in this episode. Rob the Zombie's films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking like... right now at his filmography. It's pretty huge. And stuff people would. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, like, really bad B-movies. But also, like we said, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Hills Have Eyes. Uh Hills Have Eyes Part 2, Weird Science, uh, Star Trek For The Voyage Home, uh, Star Trek V The Final Frontier, I'm just... Uh, Kenny Rogers The Gambler 3. Yep, Saturday the 14th Strikes Back. <laughs> One I did the, never he's seen. In the, uh, he's in like the Expendables version of... Uh, the horror version of the Expendables, Death House. He's in The Crow... Wow, dude's been in a lot. Yeah, this oh, guy really? made this guy made bank on his films. Oh, that's right. He was in The Devil's Rejects as Cleavon. Yeah. Anyway, back uh, to the what's his name? He, yeah. he looks like I mean he he to a bunch of kids would look like a monster basically. Like it, yeah, he he's an unusual looking man. Uh. And apparently he had done yard work for Kevin's mother because even though he was abducted from this weird group place, his mother is still, I, it's weird. And she's like, oh yeah. It makes no sense. (laughs) And by the way, the sketch artist, I think we've talked about this before, draws the most perfect picture of (laughs) Owen Jarvis and... All especially I when keep, you're getting a description from children. Especially when you're getting in a... All I can come back to every time I see a artist on TV draw a... A police artist draw a perfect picture of the person they're looking for is... Oh my God, look up the police sketches, quote unquote, of <laughs> the Night Stalker. Richard Ramirez from before they yeah. knew who Richard Ramirez was. Take one of those pictures and put it next to a picture of Richard Ramirez and go, Oh, these police sketch artists did not do a good job. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so Owen has Kevin in an attic and he's like showing him this toy Noah's Ark. And uh, Mulder and Scully, they show up and Kevin disappears, basically. And Owen is like, well, God asked me to protect Kevin. Like, you don't, you don't understand. And this is where he says to Scully, you don't understand. You're not like a real Christian. If you were, you would understand that God talked to me. You have that cross, but like. God really talks to me. You just go to mass on Christmas and you don't eat fish on Fridays and you don't have strong faith, which rattles Scully to, for some reason that apparently somebody else thinks he's more Christian than she is. And and somehow this gives Otis like spiritual Hulk strength. Oh yeah. Cause Owen goes ahead and he's handcuffed, but he's like, uh, I'm gonna jump out the window now, and he jumps out the attic window, 
is unharmed and breaks the handcuffs and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> and so Kevin Jesus smash. Jesus smash. <laughs> now all I'm sorry. If... Do you remember you do you remember uh way way back in like the baby internet days a series of videos that uh were like really bad flash animation that was Colin Mockery versus Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was like three of them. <laughs> and in one of them, uh Colin turned into like a weird, angry, psychotic Scotsman and grew really big, and then Jesus grew really big, and they had like a battle. <laughs> so weird. Oh god. Um Kevin, he runs back to his own house and he's like in his house, but Gates shows up and is like, I'm here to get you boogeyman type shit. And Kevin hides in a basket. And while he's in the basket, his hands start to bleed. And for some reason, his hands are like pressed against the side of the basket. So the blood leaks out from between the weaving not sure how that works, but okay. And Gates goes to like, he's like, ooh, I found it. And he lifts the top off the basket. And of course, Kevin's not inside. But Owen shows up and he's like, ah, uh, you know, like he said, Jesus smash. <laughs> but Owen gets killed. He gets the flaming strangulation or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> And so Scully... That just sounds like a really, really intense version of auto-rock asphyxiation. Ah, the flaming strangulation. I want... Ah, yeah. I'm going to put it on uh, uh, Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Urban Dictionary. Okay. You hang yourself while you're jacking it over a bed of coals. Yep. When you do your auto-erotic asphyxiation (laughs) over a bed of coals. There it is. We here at FBI's Most Unwanted do not want you to auto-erotic No, please do not actually do do this. Please do. (laughs) And again, now I'm reminded of something else. Remember when Kenny died? (laughs) Jerking off in a Batman mask because he strangled himself on South Park. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, So, Scully is performing an autopsy on Owen. And she's like, this is weird. Like, he's not decaying. He's been dead for, like, 14 hours. Mulder, smell it. Yeah, rigor mortis hasn't (laughs) set in. And Mulder comes in and he's like, hey. And she's like, could you smell Owen for me? And he's like okay and he smells him and he's like and scully's like doesn't he smell like flowers and Mulder's like flowers what do you mean and she's like well when i was in catechism we learned about incorruptibles like saint something and saint something else who i don't know there's a lot of jesus like bible talk in this and i'm just like it just like goes yeah okay whatever yeah saint somebody and saint somebody and saint somebody these special people who after they died their bodies did not decay and they smelled like flowers and Mulder's like so you think this is saint owen (laughs) and she's like 
Well, yeah, why not? He said he was sent by God to protect that boy. Maybe he's like a special chosen person. And Mulder's like, hey, look, uh, do you think maybe your Catholicness is like clouding your judgment? And she's like, oh, when I when 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 I'm being Catholic, that clouds my judgment. But you'll chase every light somebody sees in the sky. (laughs) And he's like, hey that's different like that's stuff i've seen and she's like well, what about the stuff i've seen <laughs> and, well, and, and uh to call that this is what i was talking about like so the whole strangulation burning strangulation thing mm-hmm. it would make sense in this case if he was quote unquote a saint maybe that was the only way to kill him is in that particular manner right and uh, and so they have their little argument and then scully finds a handprint on owen's neck uh, in the strangulation marks because it's burned there. And so they pull fingerprints from it and they find out that it's this guy, Simon Gates, who is this rich dude who runs this company. And they're like, okay, well, now we know who our killer is. And so Kevin's mom is taking Kevin away, basically. And her car breaks down and they're sitting by the side of the road and she's like trying to fix it, like doing that thing. Yeah, by staring. By at staring it. at. It. It's a little bit like, oh, lady doesn't know how to fix her car thing, which is weird, because um, I don't know how to fix my fucking car either. If it breaks down, I get somebody yeah. to tow it. You know. <laughs> um, this was the '90s. Maybe she didn't have a cell phone. I don't know. And so, of course, who shows up but Gates? And he's like, hey, I'm here to help you fix your car. And he, this is how she realizes he's a bad guy. Because she's like, no, no, you don't need to. And he's like, true creeper fashion. He's like, people used to stop and help people. And he reaches in and he pulls off the radiator cap. And all the scalding water shoots out at him. And he doesn't burn. And then he is like, I'm going to take the boy now. And he shoves the mom down. And in a, in a good piece of like light stunt work, that woman falls flat on her face on what looks like the pavement, but there's no way she fell that. I mean, that was a convince when she fell on that road. I went, Ooh, yeah, that was definitely a rough one. I don't know how they achieved that, but she looked like she really did go teeth first into that pavement. It was hard. Um, And Kevin's like, hey, I'm over here. And he runs off into the woods and Gates chases him. But also then Kevin is there with his mom and he's like, mom, come on, hurry up, get, get, get in the car. car. And she manages to get up and get in the car and Gates runs into the woods after the other Kevin and that Kevin disappears and they're already driven off. However, Kevin's mom, as we just said, just fucking face planted really hard into the pavement and she's barely conscious and she runs her car into a ditch and dies as a result and i don't even know how because that was one of the The lightest car accidents thank you it was one of the worst car accidents i've ever seen on tv or in a movie 
that car folded like without even touching like it touched a bush and the front half of the car just it, folded like paper it rolled and i hit a deer harder than that car went into the ditch and yeah. didn't sustain an injury i didn't even have whiplash it was and you're like okay they crashed so what like that's not a big in in the very next scene we found out she died in that yeah and i'm like what it's like i'd be like okay she died from whatever like getting slammed on the ground like concussion or whatever head trauma no not car accident like no no way no it was like I said, You're wrong. like I said, I've slammed into a deer going about sixty miles an hour, <laughs> and I, I just. Anyway, the point is, she dies, and now Mulder and Scully, or well, mostly Scully. She's like, "Okay, I'll protect you," and Mulder's like, "Really?" And she's like, "I feel like I'm supposed to protect him," and he's, and even Kevin is like, "You're the one. You're the one that's supposed to save me." All this weird... And so they bring him to a hotel. And Scully's getting him ready for a bath. And she notices he has another wound in his side. And she comes out and she's like, I just found it. And Mulder has my favorite line in the whole episode. You never get me ready for a bath. (laughs) And she's like, I found another wound in his side. I think it's like the one that Jesus got when he was hanging on the cross and the Roman stuck him with a spear to see if he was really dead in cool. Yeah. Um, and basically they have another religious argument where she gets very mad that Mulder doesn't believe in miracles. Like he believes in all this other stuff, but he doesn't believe in miracles. And this is the point in the episode where I'm going, Okay, this doesn't work even a little fucking bit. Yeah. It just We're three we're three seasons in and they're still having these kind of arguments. Not that even that. Like... It doesn't it, number one, it doesn't work that this is the only thing Scully thinks is possible. Number two, it doesn't work that Mulder doesn't think it's possible at all because yeah. he literally believes in everything else i mean there is nothing else he doesn't believe in and we... there's a guy who can basically like crawl through g- grates and like underneath like uh, uh underneath any window crack but this is where he draws the line there was that there's uh we watched uh clyde bruckman's final repose where Mulder absolutely believed in clyde bruckman's psychic ability the leech man the, le- the yes the leech man uh the the guilt the fluke man the, just yeah all this other shit Mulder's just fine with and just comes up with out of the blue and is never wrong <laughs> and then scully's like well maybe it's god and Mulder's like no nah, there's no fucking way it's god <laughs> <laughs> scully you're drunk go home <laughs> and so i i appreciate the idea that they want to give scully uh because we've also talked about this where she doesn't believe in anything and it gets to the point where it's ridiculous that she doesn't believe in anything. So I appreciate the idea of giving her something that she has faith in, but then it is 
compounded as silly the the silliness of it is compounded by then having Mulder not believe it at all. Yeah. I think like depending how things go, I mean you know better than me since I'm watching this piece by piece. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm like depending how often it's gonna get to the part where I'm like, okay, enough of this already. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is for whatever reason, Scully goes to go back into the bathroom. I, I can't even remember. No, there's a that's the window smashes. Oh right, the win- and it, obviously the the bathroom's locked. They go in and the window has been burned away and there's protective bars on the window that have been heated up and pulled apart. And they're like, well, that maybe, and then Mulder, I think, is the one that's like, well, maybe he used an acetylene torch, and I'm just like, oh god damn it, yeah. really, <laughs> like really, <laughs> really. <laughs> and Scully even points it out. She's like, Mulder, I was out there talking to you for like two minutes. <laughs> it's so bad. And then this is where it gets even worse because they uh, are at like the police station or whatever. And they're going to go try to find Kevin. Well, they go talk to uh, his dad again. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're they're like, um, uh, wait, what is he? Is this the part where he says the full circle because they go? No, he said the full circle the first time around. Okay, because like the very they, first time, and they're they, like, I don't they, understand what you're talking about. They go to, that's right, because this is the time Scully goes to go see him, they go to go see him again to try and find out, like, where maybe Kevin has been taken to, and he's been, like, way heavily drugged. They've given Kevin's dad, like, a ton of drugs, and he's yeah, not. Yeah, doesn't remember anything. Yeah, he like, can barely she speak. She tries saying the full circle line again, and mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know what you're talking and that's, about. And that's right, because then they're leaving the, the hospital, <sighs> and Scully sees a recycling bin and sees the recycling circle. We all know what the recycling circle looks like. We've all seen it. And she goes, full circle, full circle, Gates owns a recycling plant. He's at the, and I'm just like, what? (laughs) I had, I was just like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't even, I don't, I might as well have just bent over and shore my asshole and she'd be like full circle. He used to be a proctologist. Like, I don't have any words for how bad, right? How badly that's written. It's so bad. I'm sitting here yes. just making noise, trying to think of the words. And even Mulder calls it out. Even Mulder is like, uh, that's a lot. Although, by the way, once again, I have to say Mulder had, don't forget, we have watched the episode with the invisible animals and Mulder was like, oh, hey, yeah, maybe it's invisible animals that were abducted by aliens. Yes, (laughs) I'm right. So guess what? (laughs) This is really dumb and really bad, but 
I think Scully is owed one really dumb, yeah. really bad being right after all the really dumb, really bad times Mulder was right. So Mulder's like, no, like we literally just found out he was going to an airport. Like I just got that phone call. I'm going to go to the airport. And Scully is like, fine, I'm going to go to the recycling plant. <laughs> and Mulder's like, you really believe that you've been chosen by god to protect kevin don't you and she's like maybe yeah and so scully goes to the recycling plant and gates is like you're you need to die the new age is coming and gates uh tries to jump into a paper shredding machine with kevin but kevin manages to hold on and gates which i don't know how the hell because like, I replayed that scene mm-hmm. three times, and he goes back first holding Kevin. Yep. So, he would have to do it a complete backflip, and then Kevin somehow I mean, grab onto we, the wall. We, I mean, uh, that's, I guess, whatever. Because <laughs> literally in this episode earlier, the boy was in two places at once and disappeared True. out of a basket. Yeah. So... I would not be surprised if he just Spider-Man that shit. Right, exactly. And for all we know, webs flew out of his hands as he yes. was falling. <laughs> what, didn't Jesus talk about how one of his disciples had web hands? <laughs> da-na-na, da-na-na. Spy- Spider Christ. Spider Christ. <laughs> spider disciple. Spider disciple does whatever a spider and a disciple does. <laughs> and scully saves kevin yay kevin goes back to the orphanage because he his mom died in the lamest car crash in the world and kevin's like don't worry we'll see each other again to scully and scully's like yeah i think we probably will and she goes to see the priest for the first time in six years and she's like hey and she basically has a whole crisis of faith she's like what if god is speaking but like nobody is listening and and nobody like what if all of this is happening and what if only a few people hear it and what if it's the wrong people or what if it the whole crisis of faith thing yeah and the priest says hey sometimes we must come full circle to find the truth and then pulls out a recycling bin and like get in get in this recycling and that is the end of revelations (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right basically this episode reminded me of like an episode of charmed or buffy Mm. where it's like a demon shows up and by the end of the episode they fight the demon but the demon kills some people along the way this was bad like like i had a hard time with it i it was just plot holes upon plot holes as well as like most of, I, I'm not against when they try to put religion into some of this stuff because yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of important but like we said before like, it's very much retroactively working against them mm-hmm. uh, because they've done the same conversation at least five times <laughs> yep so this um for me this ranges on the lower end of the special i give this like a c minus mm. yeah i don't i i mentioned it last week that i didn't remember this one and i 
probably won't remember it. Like, once it came on, I went, oh yeah, this is the one with the good and evil religion stuff. Um, but all the details, I'll probably forget again. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination. It's pretty evident that this is where... Because originally, and we talked about this way back, originally Scully was kind of meant to be a sidekick character to Mulder. Yeah. And not like an equal partner in the show. And so as time goes on, I mean, they started doing more stuff with her in the second season. And then this is a continuation of trying to build up Scully's character more because... She had less stuff from the get-go than Mulder had. Mulder already had his his missing sister and his years of being an FBI outcast and stuff like that. And Scully had less uh, backstory kind of stuff. And so this is them still trying to give Scully more backstory. We had all this stuff with her family and this is where they start to talk about how her religion is important to her. And it is shoehorned in there like you said they've already it kind of works against everything they've done to this point uh on top of that the episode is just kind of boring so yeah i think a c minus is about where i'm at as well full circle full circle next week we have a much better episode next week's episode is titled war of the court uh war of the coprophages and if you know what the word coprophages means, then that might give you a hint about what next week's episode is about. If you don't know what coprophages means, we'll talk about it next week. Huzzah! Yeah, I do like, I'm, I'm looking at this, I do like this episode. This episode is actually a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to talking about this one with Hell you. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's everybody's homework. War of the Coprophages. We'll uh, be back next time. Later, everybody. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth, Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. 